Real Nerds is a proud partner of the Denver Podcast Network. In the shadow of the mountains, we, we speak. Coming to you from the X Access, it's John of All Trades with your host, John X. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this John of All Trades podcast promo. Each Wednesday, I bring you a brand new interview with someone fascinating and ask the question we all ask when we meet someone new. Hey, what do you do? It's fun, informative, and it's the 2017 Westward Reader's Choice Award winner for Best Denver Podcast, iTunes, Stitcher, and johnofalltrades.us. Oh, hi, podcast listeners. There's many ways you can listen to the Real Nerds podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher Radio. You want to send us a Twitter message? You can do that. It's so easy, at Real Nerds. Like us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com where there'll be a lot of articles for you to not only read, but to listen to our previous shows. You can also call us, 720-6NERDS5. Thanks for listening, and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Georges Genty, and you are listening to Real Nerds Podcast. Welcome to another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. Hope you enjoy. Welcome to Denver Pop Culture Con 2019, live on the floor. It's never going to get any easier. No, I know. It <laughs> sucks. I really have to and think then you'll about have it. And 2020 next year. So uh, We're with a special guest who's helped us out all weekend long. Um, we went to his house of a thousand corpses, and um, we were rejected by the devil, so we're good to go. Boo. <laughs> Whoa, file it. File it. Yeah. Um, but Kevin, yeah. Oh, wait, should we just go by your stage name or? No, Kevin's fine. Okay, why don't you introduce uh, our audience to you? Well, my name's Kevin Hanson. I'm best known for in the Midwest uh, as uh, impersonating Captain Spaulding from A House of Silent Corpses. Um, I do all stages of the uh, cost costume, um, from doing the the Santa Spaulding to the All American Spaulding, and I'll even do when he's just dressed normal with or without makeup. Um, but I also do because I like to do some kid-friendly stuff. So I'm a kid-friendly clown before six, and then after six, there's no guarantees what Watts Balding will get. Um, so yeah. what? So what brings you to Denver Comic Con? Well, I Pop travel. With, Con. I travel with Suzanne Lambden as her uh, companion, and uh, it all started out that uh, the only reason I am doing the clown thing was because I wanted to do more than just be. The good-looking booth babe back there, I had to do something more. So that's how the Captain Spaulding came about. Now I'm like the awesome booth babe back there. And uh, it actually helps her sell books because I'm kind of like, like the bait. And people come up and then all of a sudden, oh, about every fifth person that is a huge Spaulding fan will just also get into her books because she writes some horror uh, type stuff. So Yeah, so I would say like an unofficial manager kind of for us because you brought some very uh interesting authors to us as well i do that everywhere i go um the biggest god i'm, I'm saying um too and being in the military that's driving me nuts i do that because i look for people that will interview suzanne or even myself if they're into it and i find that authors get the least credit at these cons than anybody else mm-hmm. 
if anybody's ever sat down and written a book or seen the time it takes for them to write a book and their return on it is so minimal compared to a, a drawing artist or painting artist or the ones with no talent, the big stars, they get paid buku bucks for stuff that the authors wrote. And, uh, you know, if people are willing to pay that, that's fine. I get it. You know, and so you got these authors. And I'm not putting down all the other forms. Don't get me wrong. It all takes talent. But out of all the talent, for some reason, the ones that's the most important to do a movie, to do a book, to do a screenplay, to do whatever, even music, is the authors. And so I really try to push and get at least Suzanne any opportunity she can to shine. And if anybody's ever met her... And anybody that hears that that does other podcasts, they're not taking advantage of her, especially her. Um, you're missing out because she is a wonderful, wonderful character. I I couldn't agree more. I'll, uh, last year, as the first time I met her, and we were next to, I don't know if you ever saw the movie The Monster Squad, but it, it's a movie from the 80s. And right. they were right next to us. And their manager, was she was sitting in listening to Suzanne talk. And um, she told me that was one of the coolest interviews she's ever heard because uh, Suzanne is just so nice and she's so good at telling a story. Um, and I think uh, what I, I like to say, too, is you bring in the authors over is why I like interviewing them so much is they're already great storytellers. So if you give them a little bit, they will give you a story and a great interview. And, and most authors are introverts, really bad introverts oh, yeah. they're almost as bad as some artists that you know do like paintings and stuff and but like you said you give them a little bit they'll take it um i see you got three books here from yep well one of them i brought out over here but you had some other authors too yeah oh, no it's the same guy twice and um <laughs> i just realized that now and uh you know that's the first time i've met him but i liked the idea of his book yeah and uh, so I, I was like, hey, last night, Suzanne, I was like, who else could we get over here? Because I know you guys, you guys love it all. You guys are the geeks of the geeks. Yeah. yeah. And so am I. But I tend to do the horror stuff, and yeah. you'll never see me not do a superhero. I will not do a superhero. I will not do a supervillain that's in a comic book, unless it's Lobo. <laughs> just because he blew up his own planet because he's pissed at his mom. <laughs> I will do the bad guys. I do the mountain. I do, I do the real Odin, not the Marvel Odin. I do... You know, stuff like that. Of course, Captain Spaulding. But it'll always be Captain Spaulding, though. Yeah. And, so. he, you know, it's interesting, too, because Captain Spaulding, you think of these zombie Rob, Rob Zombie movies as kind of smaller movies that kind of have a following. But he's so iconic now that you can put him in with, like, the Freddies and the Jasons. and Yeah, you're slowly starting to see the artwork of they'll show all these creatures and these evil guys. And it's still not getting there. But every once in a while, Captain Spaulding's in there, and uh, it's getting there. And I think, too, it's a lot to do uh, with Sid Haig is so great at making you not like him but love him. Yeah. Because he's, like, disgusting in his own way, but there's some sort of charm to him. I don't know what it is. You know, the thing about Captain Spaulding on the movies and Sid Haig's, I've met him on and off, and... Uh, He's not much different than what really? Captain Spaulding is. <laughs> so it's not a stretch. Yeah, and believe it or not, it's funny. I think why we get along. Um, I have a degree in psychology, and, and he has one in uh, uh, psychology, too. He does the hypnotherapy stuff, and I, I got a degree in psychology and sociology, and it's funny. We, he, we, we'll get together, and we don't even talk about the movie stuff, even though I'll be in costume. 
we talk about our work. <laughs> you know, I work with homeless people with mental illnesses and addictions, and he works with, and we both at one time worked with kids. He still works with kids on the psychotherapy stuff. And it's funny that we'll, we'll spend three, four hours talking nothing but uh, that. And I think that's probably why he, even though I'm in makeup the whole time, probably freaking him out. That's, I think, why he likes talking to me. So behind the sadistic killer is a man who helps children. Yeah. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So your, your real job is uh, you help homeless people? Yeah, I work with homeless people. That's that's awesome. Is uh, they don't let me dress as Captain Spaulding. No. <laughs> Do you have to wear a suit and tie? No. I kind of dress like the homeless people. <laughs> I mean, it's jeans, t-shirts, because you're getting down and dirty with them. So gotcha. It's, yeah. So. So, what other uh, things interest you then besides helping authors get on our show? Well, I do a lot of photography, uh, mainly uh, around the Wichita area. Everybody's doing, everybody sees the photos of the big bands that come through Metallica, who else has been through lately? Motley Crue, the old bands Foreigner, and all those big bands that come through. But every scene, I, I know about the Denver scene because I'm, I'm in a small band. I'm not a small band, but I'm in a rock band, a punk band, actually. Every city has this underground scene of music that it will just tear your throat. It'll just blow your mind. And it's so tight and it's so awesome. It could be any genre that you can think of. And Wichita has that, and people don't realize it. I'm not trying to prove a point. I could care less if people see my photos. But I go to all the – I won't even go to big shows anymore because the bands are just as good or better – in, in our bar scene than they are the ones traveling through in our big arenas. And, and that's, uh, I do a lot of photos that way. In fact, that's, it was funny because I was doing photos for years and hiding behind the camera and no one really noticed me. I started putting on the makeup. Now everybody knows me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's the same crowd too. So, <clears throat> in fact, and now they're like, hey, Kevin, come to our party to do photos, but dress as Captain Spaulding. So <laughs> if you see Captain Spaulding running around taking photos, you know what's going on. Um, so I asked uh, Suzanne this because I found out she was from Wichita today or two days ago. When I'm here, two days ago, yeah, it all blends together. Oh my god, it feels like a month ago. To be I know, right? <laughs> um, what is up with the children's statues in Wichita in the middle of sidewalks with no one around? There's an artist that does these bronze things. Uh, don't know about it so much. Wichita actually, for its size per capita, is one of the top meccas for art and artists. A lot of people, back in the past, to make it in art, you had to leave and go to New York, L.A., or even Denver. But now you don't have to. Wichita has a huge art mecca of talent artists that is just really unbelievable. If you go back down there now and drive down Douglas, you're going to see murals on everything now. There's literally a week. I don't know which week it is. I think it already happened. Where it's called the Design District. They just start painting everything. I mean, everything. Light poles start getting painted. Not all at once. But murals start popping up on the side of buildings. Uh, slowly starting to spread throughout the entire town. And I actually live just a block off of the design district, so I get involved in it somewhat. I usually take people around and show them the artwork, my clients and stuff, because I'm kind of an art therapist type guy. And it's just... Uh, but, yeah, as for those bronze statues, yeah, they're everywhere and they're multiplying. So I'm, I, I don't know who does yeah. the work, but I know it's the same guy that does it. 
I was telling and you. Somehow just, they're breeding, and I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> I still say it kind of creeps me out because here's why. I in my previous job, I used to go all over the country and open up restaurants. And when I went to Hutchinson, I had to stay uh, a day in Wichita. And it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon, so rush hour. And I was walking downtown Wichita, and no one was around except for these, like, children statues. Not all of them are children. There's some animals. Really? Uh, there's actually a really cool one. I think it's it's a guy sitting on a bench, and uh, barefooted. And uh, there's... During the summer, there's a little fountain going on, but during the winter, you'll see people put scarves on them and hats and stuff. <laughs> oh, like to show concern and care for the, for their company. Well, I think we were actually out there for the homeless guys who walk by. Yeah, and there's like three or four of them that people do that to, and you'll see the, like these knitted scarves and knitted hoodies and stuff uh, that are and, and something for the head. And there's like three or four of them that they do that for, and but there's always a different one every time I pass them because I work downtown. And I just kind of noticed that it's like a different one almost every day. So I'm thinking they are out there for the homeless people. It's just. Uh, I know if I was homeless and I didn't have any of that stuff, I'd be taking it. Yeah. yeah. I just think it was so bizarre because I was there and there's no one around. And these little children statues were just in the middle of the sidewalk. And then I realized if you went across like the river, that's where like all the people were. I don't know. It was uh, it was an unreal experience. Yeah. The other side of the towards the Delano district. Back in the history of Wichita, the Delano District was the last part before you crossed the bridge into actually getting into the actual Wichita where you can still carry your sidearm. And that's where all, like, all the brothels and all the crazy gotcha. stuff was going on at that back so, back in the history. Like a Deadwood kind of scenario or, like, yeah. or the opposite of anything. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Except they didn't say fuck as much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Wichita. <laughs> Maybe they did say fuck. I just, I don't know. We oh. still say fuck a lot now. Well, there's a DeLorean right back there. We could go find out right now. <laughs> yes. Let's let's load it up. So, yeah, uh, it sounds like I'm promoting Wichita a little bit, but it is true. Like, right now, the Riverfest is going on, and there's actually a con going on right there now from all our local con. It's not going to be as big as this because we, uh, we don't do the star thing so much. I mean, we like stars. We like our stars, but we're not going to flip out over them. We never have. That's, I think, why a lot of people like traveling through Wichita because it's a break for them because you could go out and you'll see Harrison Ford because he brings his plane into fix, and we're like, hey, what's up? <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> Some people flip out, but we usually stop them, and it's just like, he's like hey, hey. Let you know, he, he's here to get his plane fixed. Who cares? The, let the 1997 president go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I've let, you know, I've run into others and I've like, hey, you know, such and such. I go, yeah, I was sitting next to him. I just started talking to him like, hey, how's your kids? How's your dog? You know, that's what they want to talk about. They don't want to hear about their latest album or movie they just did because everybody's talking about it. Yeah. You know. So. so is there anything you want to promote for yourself while you're on our show? Well, the biggest thing is um, the word cosplay and where it's gone and where it's headed. It started out to where cosplay. Think about it. It's costume play. And a lot of the contests anymore is not costume play anymore. It's costume model. And I've, I've gotten on other panels about this. I've talked about it. I don't know. It's weird because that's the reason I came over here because I was like, man, I, I normally don't care. But I started thinking about it. I do care to an extent. Yeah, these people get up there and they got these great, awesome builds. Credit to them. They should win that category for build. You got these other people that come up, and they're great seamstress. Great. They should win that category for that seamstress stuff. But they are the ones winning the ultimate prize of grand champion, 
a grand champion should have that awesome build along with the play. And the play of it is playing that character. I see people get up there as a character and they stand there and that's it. But they have this awesome armor. Okay. And that distracts you from the actual interaction. Right. And they're not really doing anything, though. Yeah. Because they probably can't. But that's fine. If anybody's ever seen me get up there, I tend to win the crowd almost every single time. Because if you guys were hosting, you wouldn't be hosting the moment I'm up there. Because I'll take the mic from you and I start hosting. And I start doing what would Captain Spaulding do. And I've been kicked off a few stages, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but I, I don't do full Captain Spaulding because I got a kid friendly. I'm respectful of that. But they, I don't think um, the horror cons get what I'm doing. But the pop cons don't. And that's what we're missing out. Because back in the day, when all this first started, you got the cosplay. Somebody gets up there and they're playing Spider-Man. Okay, a lot of Spider-Man. And he's up there and he's doing the flipping around and doing all these things and gets up there and shoots his webs. Boom, extra points. I don't care if he made it out of duct tape or not. You know, heck, if he did a costume that looked that good out of duct tape, he'd probably have a lot more points. You know, but that's what I'm saying. I, I see somebody come with this beautiful, awesome armor, but they just stand there and they win. That's fine. They can win that category, but not the grand champion. And I've had people tell me I'm wrong, and that's fine. I have no problem. I'm thick-skinned. Well, that's the whole, and I go, no, it's not, because I've been around doing this stuff. I'm a costume entertainer. I am not a cosplayer. That's where the big difference is going to come from. If you've ever come to my booths, I'm just not a pretty fate. Well, yeah, I am. But, <laughs> but I'm going to do more. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen when a bunch of kids come up with me and do photos. Kids get shy, and they just kind of stand there, and they don't want to move. And I'm like, kid. You are the rock star of this photo because your mom's taking this photo. Let's, let's come up with a rock star pose. And I do the same one with all of them. So we get there and we do kind of a rock star pose thing where I'm holding my hands out like, you know, how they grabbing a ball sack. That's the best I can describe <laughs> it, <laughs> tickling the balls. I hope you have an audience that's adult. But, and then we just start growling at the camera as loud as we can. And the kids love it. The parents love it. Everybody around me loves it. That is cosplay. Okay. But mine is actually costume entertainment. Because I also sing, do some work with a band called Rabbit 666 out of Wichita. I, I do a couple of the songs. I do a lot of backing vocals. I just love it. It's a blast. I started up a new band where I'm a bass player in it. And the other guy sings. Uh, I only play one string on the bass, so I've got a long ways to go. But, <laughs> but it's fun. It's really fun. I host shows. I do birthdays. I do all kinds of other things. And don't get me wrong. I, I got some great friends that are great cosplayers. But... To me, they're cause models. They're beautiful people. What they're doing is awesome, but they're getting all this credit for being the play part of it. And to me, that's where it's gone wrong. And I blame it all on all this reality TV stuff that happened with all these shows where they had all these competitions for cosplay. Great talent, great seamstress, great builders, but where's the play at? And that's what I want to see back into. I want to see the grand champions with a great costume and doing a great play. Maybe they don't have the best costume. That person won the best costume in that category, but this person may not also have the best play, but they have the best costume and the best play out of all of that. And that's what you're not seeing. Right now you're seeing the play. I'm holding my hands up like a scale, so just so <laughs> people can say, well, you know, so when I say, so the play's down low, 
and the costumes up high. And that's, you know, I've seen some great people get up there and do some stuff um, musically or skill-wise and all this. But their costume's not the greatest, but it's better than most. And so I feel there needs to be another category and they need to focus on that. Sorry, the best costume can't be the grand champion. The best cosplay can't be the grand champion. But the best cosplayer with both can be the grand champion. I agree. I so there agree. should be there should be more categories or a better because even this one here, I didn't see it, but I saw who won, and I'm like, really, great costume. Don't get me wrong, but I saw some other ones that got up there, and uh, <clears throat> around where I'm at, if I enter a cosplay contest and no one's seen me yet, I become Captain Spaulding without the f bombs, and I will take over, and I've actually set the stage for that. I did that at a smaller one, and all of a sudden, this one guy was playing um, the dwarf from Lord of the Rings. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, John Reese davies I'm talking the actual character, not the guy. Oh, oh Gimli, Gimli, Gimli. Yeah. yeah, sorry, Gimli. I got up there, and he was next, and he's like, oh, my God. So he gets up there, and he talks about the whole bet about who could kill the most, and he had to shave his beard if he lost. Of course, he did lose. So he got up there, and he's doing the whole – and he actually won because he had an awesome costume and the play. But I made him step it up because they are like uh, – it took him a while because now all the adults – yeah, I'm an old man. All the adults, men, had to step it up after I got up there. And uh, I, I don't care if I win. I could care less. A lot of people don't realize my costume is handmade, and it's a – triple stitch, double stitch, and all this other stitch because I've ripped it so many times. And uh, it, it looks like a store-bought, and it's not. But I don't care. I want people to start seeing past just the beauty of what cosplay is. We had a kid get up there when the first, uh, he won the Joker. Uh, he was doing the new Joker, the crackhead Joker from the uh, Asylum one. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, Jared Leto, yeah. And um, well, it is the crackhead one. Everybody calls him the crackhead one. <laughs> and he got up there and he did the grab the side of his face. Boom, he won because of that. I think if he just got up there as a kid, he wouldn't have. His sister went up there as Poison Ivy, and I thought she would have won too. But the thing is, she did get beat out by someone who had a better costume and did some spinning around and stuff. It was from some anime thing. You know, I don't know anime, so it is what it is. But she got up there and did the poison ivy, blew the powder, and she had powder, and she blew it. Oh. And, oh, my God. She took second, and that's what bumped her up was the play part of it. So when I do these small ones, if you're not playing, I could care less. If you just get up there and stand like, you know, at least do I am Groot. I know those costumes who move around, but at least go, I am Groot, at least once. <laughs> you know, and then hand a flower to somebody. Do something that's <laughs> yeah. going to make you better than just the costume. Or try to dance as Groot, you know, like he's really good at that. He's yeah. good at dancing. Especially if you get the uh, angst teenage one. Kevin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much for sitting down and telling us your story. And thank you so much for bringing people over into our world. Um, and thanks for introducing Suzanne to us. She's awesome. Well, I hope you guys can get down and do some of these in Wichita, to be honest with you. That'd be fun. We're just yeah. down the hill from you guys, guys. Yeah, no, that's easy. <laughs> you don't even have to use any gas. Just take your cars out of park and <laughs> <laughs> just go. <laughs> That'd be easy. So thank you. All right, thank thanks, you. Thanks, sir. All right, bye. This has been another Real Nerds Podcast interview from Denver Pop Culture Con 2019. See you next year. Thank you for listening to this episode of Real Nerds Podcast. Real Nerds Podcast is a production of Nebulous Visions Multimedia. 
Thank you to Sparks Mandrill and Plan 9 Studios for our kick-ass theme song. Also, if you're in the Denver area and you're looking for a cool place to see movies, we see them at the Alamo Draft House in Littleton and now also in Sloan's Lake. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics for supplying us with all our comic needs, especially you, Andrew. You know who you are. And a big shout-out to James's mom. I'm giving you an electronic hug that you can feel through the airwaves. Thanks for listening, and have a nice day.